The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. (laughs) It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, We're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, we can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen. Online and ready. Welcome again, ladies and gentlemen and children of all ages, to another, I said it right this time, issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks with the intrepid trio, Mike, Kylan, and Eric. And you're probably wondering, well, it sounds a bit different this time around than normal. Well, that's because it is. Um, Mike, unfortunately, has found out that being positive can sometimes be a bad So... Mike, I hope that you're feeling better, buddy. No sign of unusual brain activity. That's what Thursday thinks. (laughs) And we're (laughs) on Thursday Mark 1, wasn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, uh, uh, and of course, your mic sounds a lot different this week because you're in Hydra Hell. I know, language. Language. (laughs) Reboot me. So I am on my old relic of a laptop that I usually use when just to play videos while I'm here at my craft and Lego desk. So I'm a my mobile Mike. <laughs> yeah. Mike is sick and is on his mobile rig. I am in an alternate location. Brother from another mother, please tell me that your week has not been totally blown through the crapper. Well, okay. Uh, let's say equipment-wise, I am in my usual location. Uh, all my equipment is up and running and good. And I'm kind of pumped because I had a really good workout earlier. So um, there's that. <laughs> well, one out of three ain't bad. I don't care what Meatloaf says. True. <laughs> I agree. But – yeah, ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome to Mighty Marvel Geeks with the Intrepid Trio. And before we go any further, I do want to point out, check out our website. It's been recently updated to bring up to date. It is uh, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. You can find 
uh, all of the uh, the previous issues or it, our list of uh, guest interviews. Uh, you, there's a link to the merch shop uh, where we're we're constantly working on new menu. Yes. A, 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 yes. New, a new Intrepid Trio logo coming soon since I have plenty of downtime. At the, yeah. Uh, Dude, the, the, I'm getting better. The slider, got to point out, the slider on the, on the website is a guest spotlight slider now. It highlights all yes. our interviews. Because sometimes it can be kind of a – I don't, I don't want to so, – uh, just because we are nearing on the 350th issue. Uh, it's it's looming in the not so distant future. We've had a lot of of guest conversations. I I, I don't really want to use the word interview too much because they don't quite feel like interview. They, you know, just sitting around a, a dinner table and just chatting with each other. Right. Well, I gotta say too, congrats, guys. We are for the fifth year in a row finalists in the People's Podcast Awards entertainment category final slate. Woo! Sweet! So. It's just an honor to be nominated. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that we are parentally a finalist right. says something, and it says something about our listeners, our fans, who put up with us week after week issue after issue because we and keep they keep voting us in they keep voting us into the finalists and you know regardless of what happens here on out all for your support and for sticking with us yeah i mean we we really appreciate it i mean because it's let, let's just be real there was a heck of a decade and uh <laughs> 2020 yeah, we, was the longest decade on record. It really was. And you managed to uh, still uh, bring what we could of of uh, Marvel News, and you guys stuck with us through it. And we thank you guys for it. We really appreciate it. Yes, we absolutely do. So, moving just go ahead and dive into the discussion, because we are two weeks Behind schedule. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's just go. With what if? Ah, uh, man. We have we are two episodes in and already. I don't know about y'all guys. This is already my favorite Marvel show on Disney Plus. Cha cha cha. So I'd, I'd like to hear y'all's thought on the show so far. You know, what are you, what are you digging? What do you think could be better? What do you want to see next? I oh, it's uh, go for it, Mike. Well, I was gonna say I just read a, a story saying there will be a season two. And the season two will be based on the Phase Four products that have come out mm-hmm. or coming out. It'll be okay. all Phase Four tie-ins. But to see all this and it be Phase One through. Th- the Infinity Saga driven is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the agent or the Captain Carter. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. How, and how we almost didn't go Captain Britain there to some extent. Surprise. To me, some extent, we did. It. We did, but we did. 
Yeah, I um, I I love the fact that what we what we actually what we're getting the what if series in ser- uh, uh, in an animated series form. Um, it you know it, and you know to for them to. They, but much like they do in the book, in the books, you know, it, it takes a, and, you know, what if, you know, somebody turned left instead of turning right. Uh, and you have all of the logical impacts that come from that. Uh, I, I enjoyed that you had a spy that managed to get in and wound uh, wound Steve. And then, you know, it's like, well, what we're going to do. And you had the brass that were willing to completely like let the program fail instead of letting Aaron, not, not Sharon, Sharon, Peggy. Yeah, but if Peggy, you were, letting Peggy jump in. If you, I, were, I, 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 if you remember in uh, First Avenger, there was a spy, a Hydra spy that was in there. It was right. the same Hydra spy. Yes, yeah. but he just didn't attack until after. Right. right. Not before. Well, yeah, and I've seen some dis- on uh, online because, as there is, and people say, well, that's not realistic because Peggy, whatever reason, but here's the thing. Because Peggy was up in the observation room, she couldn't do, um, she couldn't it, it took her a while. Right. Even though, but I say that, but I realize they're with him. She right. was there with Steve in the movie, you know, as he came out. Right. But it could be that her decision not to go up to the booth prompted Kruger to accelerate. Right. Because I mean, there, there was one more person in the room at that point. Yeah. Because the whole idea was to have as few people as possible between him and the serum. Right. Uh, is that – Is I don't think so. Um, but it was good that Peggy was there to stop him from getting away. Right. 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 And, and then, you know – Everything that took place after, even when, you know, when Steve and Peggy are talking and Steve says, you know, you could, you know, you could be stuck in some silly costume yes. going on USO shows. He's like, would that really happen? And he, and he just kind of gives that look. And he and just kind of gives that look. Yes. <laughs> well, see, this is an example of the butterfly effect of one decision leading to you know one instance leading to all these other branch out mm-hmm. now I've seen people ask you know well why wasn't Tommy Lee Jones back for this he he didn't return Marvel's calls personally I mean that's that's a possibility but at the same time I think that was a conscious decision because they wanted Someone who was not sympathetic to Peggy, right? Right. Command the with the you're lucky to even be in this room. Comment. Mm-hmm. Colonel Phillips would not have said that. No, because 
he was actually much more supportive and sympathetic to Peggy. Right. And he recognized her skills and her capabilities. And the only time that he was even mad at her was when Rogers was missing. Right. Right. And then that that scene where he just walks up with the busted radio with the entire the, the entire battalion or unit or whatever the entire company and he just kind of looks at her and says faith huh see phillips was far too he he was condescending no well, he, he he was not he, he was not the right character which means that they had to have Colonel in charge, right? F- Phillips wasn't the one that would have stopped any of this from happening. Right? No. He would have continued because he yeah, was Phillips all for was the not- program and, and still would let things go. We had to go to at this point in time. I, I like the fact that Phillips isn't in the picture for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and it's the other colonel or general that is there yeah. who mm-hmm. Peggy reports to directly, mm-hmm. right? And not at a lateral level as Phillips, so to speak, and that it's him that is dictating things. Mm -hmm. You know, he's doing in his power. This I have to admit, this was something that kind of it irked me because I'm sitting, I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, you guys, um, and. You have a super soldier and you're you're mad because the super soldier happens to be a woman. So use your power and authority to keep her in check instead of putting her out there on the battlefield and kicking butt. Uh, That was the same time that was a realistic mentality for some people, you know, at the time that was very much attitude that women should not be on the battlefield. Right. So I do like that Phillips was not in there. Phillips clearly did not fully hold to that mentality as Flynn does. No. And I'm just going to call this greetings from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That scene, that scene where, you know, because because that's what aces did in the war. Right. You know, they decorate their their aircraft. They put nose art that. Right. So makes total sense. It looks like it looks like, as Dum Dum pointed out, it's Buick. Because it looks like it's made out of automotive parts. And it probably would have been to some yes. degree. Yeah. Um, I do like that they took a lot of beats from the original movie and mm-hmm. spun them around a little bit like the um, much of a dancer. Maybe you just haven't found the right partner mm-hmm. um, where Bucky says, you can't even drive a car. Yeah. Yes. Well, like, you almost ripped my arm off. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> well, just to derail slightly off of this in general, what if I am digging the fact that they are changing the beats to the films to what we have seen instead of in the comics where it's like, oh, we're just going to go out and create a what if scenario 
And, it, and it's something that, well, that what if scenario actually turned out to be something that worked or was going to be done in the future to, to lead up to a story arc for a multiverse type change or a reboot change. Right. Let's go back to this. What if this is playing off the multiverse that we are about to go into and say, Hey, this is washer going. Yeah. I've got this multiverse now. What if mm-hmm. you're muted, Eric? <laughs> All right. All right. There you go. Okay. Are we good? Yep. Okay. So, I mean, this and Loki introduced the concept of the multiverse in advance of Doctor Strange 2. Loki, I mean, this is no coincidence that Loki came out before What If? Because Loki gives us the introduction to the same and the consequences of what happens if things go wonky. Mm -hmm. What if explores the alternatives that would come about from wonky? Right. Um, And I did not, I did not recognize or did not realize until I was reading an article about it later. Um, This did either of you two notice that Howard Stark has a fashion line? No. No. Because, all right, when Howard hands Peggy the uniform, Mm -hmm. so on the box says Howard's instead of like Herod's or, or Bergdorf's, it's Howard's. And I'm just kind of like, that's a little bit of a of an expansion that we never saw coming, but probably totally should. It makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. he, uh, he he he's the kind of guy, you know, he's that guy that would if he can do it, he will. Yeah. You know, and I'm just going to throw this out here while we're on the subject of Howard Stark. The line of, I spent a weekend with Hedy Lamar. She wasn't teaching me German. I mean, of course you can let your imagination go there as you will. But the thing about it is Hedy Lamar was not a, a movie star. She was a very, very smart woman. Right. I mean, she, uh, I, if I remember correctly, and I probably should Look this up while I'm saying it. If I can, there we go. Okay. Um, well, of course. Uh, yeah. The relic. It knows exactly when you're in a hurry and takes the longest time possible. <laughs> um, here we go. She was an inventor. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let me let me pull this up. It's pulling. It's pulling. You gotta. Got to give me a second for the for the relic. Um, and so there's this is a total appropriate tie-in, not just not just because you know Howard Stark being the playboy, um, because he is the tech head. Uh, mm-hmm. According here to uh, Wikipedia, 
She co-invented an early version of frequency hopping spur communication originally intended for torpedo guidance. Now, this tech she co-developed, they are incorporated into Bluetooth technology and are similar to methods that are used in legacy versions of Wi-Fi. Yep. So she is actually in the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Akron. <laughs> so there you go. She she's so, a she's a real life Tony Stark. She pretty much is, except she never had a flying suit of armor. Right. That we're aware of. That we're aware of, yes, yes. But you get the <laughs> picture that that line works on just so many levels. I mean, it, it could does. be it could be just comparing notes. It could be bow chicka bow wow. It could be both. Bow chicka tech notes. <laughs> and that may be have to be our title. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I mean, what if bow chicka tech point, notes? I mean, up to that point, we only well, we know that Howard had been toying with rocket technology. Yeah. Okay. So he had rocket technology going on, uh, and you know he obviously had some next level electronics going on. So well, also, it's because Howard got his hands on the Tesseract before the Red Skull had a fully develop it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he has almost unlimited power. Basically, he has War II-era arc reactor. Yes. And all the stuff that Hydro was developing with Tesseract power, now you have you know, the good old US of A, the SSR, it has the flying robot. It has the the death ray. It has the unstoppable robot. And I would like to say this is I'm just I'm calling it. I called it the day that I that I watched this. We have not seen the last of Captain Carter. We are going mm. her more and more again. Now, there is a rumor floating around that Captain Carter in the the Doctor Strange movie, the Multiverse of Madness. That would be cool. That would be very cool. I would love to see this happen. After Mephisto Palooza, that was the swirling rumor cauldron of WandaVision, I, that but, has just got me in a... But he was there. I won't believe it. I won't believe it's going to happen until I see it on IMDb. I agree. Falling for it. Or, I'm not, or on and, the big screen. Well, see, here's here's what you do. It's great for what it is, but it also has the potential for launching other series. It does. And I, I'm going to put this right here. You could have two in that first episode alone. The Further Adventures of Captain Carter mm -hmm. or Steve Rogers and the Howling Commandos. Yeah. I mean, you could see 
all of this, I mean, you can, you know, the stuff that happened in the montage. Um, and I heard some, and I, and I heard some comments, some, uh, some criticisms. Well, the writing felt rushed. Fuck sure a lot. They're trying to tell an hour and a half story in 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> you acting game of Thrones. Yeah, that, oh Maybe you know the uh, the original Tolkien version of Lord of the Rings. Oh my word! I mean, look. The Ten Commandments. The, uh, <laughs> the, the earliest cut version of Dune? Of downloading from the cloud onto a tablet. Oh, the director. Maybe I don't know. Oh dear Lord, no! That's 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 uh, that's against the Geneva Convention. Trying to download a picture on a fifty-six on a fifty-four point six k modem. I remember that. Thank you very much. Don't pick up but, the phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, because and, and now you don't have to follow the canon. No, and that is the great thing about. You can explore any story you want. And I think that Captain Carter, and also because it's yes, you want to have like Atlantis, you know, appears in, you know, Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. Well, you ain't got realize that in CGI. You can just draw it. Right. right? Well, who's to say that the what if universe is not canon and is one of the multiverses. Well, that's true too. I mean, that's the thing. It doesn't, it, it does not matter no. if it's canon. Right. But it, I, I do I'm too, like, I'm too how, tired to go into Bill Murray's meatball speech. <laughs> but I do like how that episode ended. Yeah. Basically mm-hmm. ripping off a scene from the first Avengers movie. Yes. Except and the first not being, mission, but not being frozen, caught in the time portal. No, I'm talking about where where Loki appears at Project Pegasus. Because at the end, you see Pegasus is, you know, they are doing experiments with the Tesseract. Right. Yeah. And they open a portal just like in the movie, but rather than Loki stepping out, it's Captain Carter. Mm-hmm. And Nick Fury comes out with the "Ma'am, please put down the sword," as opposed to in the movie, "Sir, put down the spear." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and no, what Jeremy Renner's paycheck was for just saying, "Sir, that's Captain Carter." <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's almost like you know Mark Hamill, you know his paycheck for uh, the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. But um, it's about the the Captain Carter episode. I I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I it feels it feels like that there are there's a lot of tidbits in there that I could go back and rewatch and pick up. Uh, like you said, I I didn't even notice the Howard spot. That yeah. just makes well, me want to go back and watch some more. Well, there may also have been. Another multiverse of madness um, Easter egg as well, because mm-hmm. a lot of people online are saying the monster that uh, the Red Skull summoned was mm-hmm. Shuma Gorath. Yeah, that I've been seeing. Yeah, and 
And, you know, until somebody proves me wrong, I'm going with that because uh, Shumagorath is showing up or what assumed to be Shumagorath is showing up in one of the Lego sets that ties in oh. to Doctor Strange 2. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a great that's a great tie-in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that brings us up to our current episode. Right. And that is what if Chachala became a Star Lord? Cha cha cha. You know, I think I liked about that, like when I was telling, I was no, telling somebody, uh, no, because we we knew what the first two up, right? And they're like, but that makes no sense. And I'm like, just you just have to wait. I, there's somebody who weren't who's not familiar with the What If series, right? And so the whole thing with Captain Carter made sense. Yes, but this was this was a step outside. I kind of I, I had an idea where they were going to go with it, uh-huh. but I said, you know, just just wait, watch it. And well, so, it, it, it was I, the wise it was a wise choice to make it the second episode as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, first episode, yes. you know, technically, how how does the timeline for the MCU start? Captain America, first Avenger. Now you got Captain Carter, first mm-hmm. Avenger. If you're going to go with the second. Right. If you're going to go with the second story, what do you do? Go ahead and put it out there. Don't make the fans wait. Put out Chadwick Bosman's probably final work. Yeah, it just shows and, you how long these things go in production. And, and that's mm-hmm. and now you get a, that last tribute to Chadwick properly. Yes. With his final work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had a very touching uh, memorial at the end of the episode. And I'm sure we'll get to that in a minute. But this one also, the Watcher did not mention one small difference. You know, because, you know, during the previous episode, he said, what one small difference could make? Well, Peter Quill versus T'Challa that's not a small difference. No. You're talking different continents. And I love the fact that it was attributed to a screw-up. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you get right down to it, and, and Yondu even calls him on it. It's kind of like, does this kid look anything well? It actually <laughs> shows a picture. And, and the typical stereotypical line, well, all humans look the same. Well, when you look like Taserface, I guess everybody else does look alike. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I will, I will say, with the way today's society is, I'm surprised they they kept that line in, and I'm so glad they did. Well, it's a line. It, it is even on the surface, but when you when you dig deeper into it, and maybe you know, I should roll up my pants get deep in here but when you have you know so many avenues of hatred in the world today um where people hate on other people just because they look different Mm -hmm. um 
how they look different from somebody else. You know, there's there's hate there. To have somebody outside, you know, somebody from off planet, like, I was just kind of like, that's that line just gets better. Maybe I'm, more ho- so hilarious. The more you think about, it, the more you peel back layers to that. Right. I mean, there there uh, there's a a line in Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country where a couple a couple of Klingons say that about humans as well. Yeah. And I I thought hilarious. It, it was funny back when that movie was what ninety ninety one. It yeah. was funny in ninety ninety one. It's funny thirty years later. Yeah. I, yeah. I I don't yeah, care. But, yeah. I, but you know, I you had I agree. Put out there. I, well, I, agree, I agree with him on one thing. There's nothing like Shakespeare in the original Klingon. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that part is a little hard to swallow on the heels of the difference being so small in the first one. Mm. Um, I enjoyed the episode. There were a lot of good moments in it, a lot of callbacks, if you want, uh, to the way things played out in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seemed a little... Oh, it's startling. I don't want to use the word unrealistic because, you know, what we're talking about. But... It just seems uh, I'm having trouble, uh, you know, wrapping my head around how T'Challa being with the Ravagers turns them into a bunch of heroic vigilantes. It's almost versus, like they, it's almost like they become the new guardians because they're re, they're referred to often on as the yeah. guardians. Yeah. Oh. And oh Lord, I, I I am so glad that I was watching this by myself with nobody else in the house. Because when uh, Yondu said, "You know, like that folk guy of yours, Robin Leach," and I'm just kind of like, "Dude, that joke went over so many heads." Yes. So many young people today have no freaking clue who Robin Leach is or was. We had, no, we no. had to explain it to my daughter. Uh, well, I see. Okay, here's here's why I think part of the reason why I changed so much. T'Challa's a prince. Yes, he was raised differently from Peter, of course. So T'Challa is was raised with certain an understanding of how things, certain things that were expected of him, and certain and, and also he would he would to carry himself a certain way. Why? At least it made sense to me that all of a sudden Star Lord is known across the galaxy, and actually, it's for. Uh, <laughs> now I, you know, I, I I did I laughed at that because I go back to that first that to to uh, where he's like, oh come on guys, you heard of me now? <laughs> yeah. Now I will say I I did find it a little annoying. Korath became fanboy number one. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and the, the reason for that, the reason for that is because uh, I don't know, Colin, I don't play this uh, or Mike. 
the uh, the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. The video I have game. not. Okay. I have not. Okay. When when we're done here, mm. I want you. Well, first of all, Mike, I want you to get a good night's sleep. Kylan, I want you to go and and Google Oblivion adoring fan. Because there okay. there is there is a quest line where you basically the Imperial Arena. Right. And when you when you get through that quest and you become champion of the arena, mm-hmm. there's this little that follows you around everywhere and is just kind of like going total fanboy. You are the champion of the arena. And if if you're listening to this podcast, you're mm-hmm. listening to this issue, and you pl- and you have played a blitz, know what I'm talking about. And just like the most annoying, obnoxious, over the top fan worship that you could ever ever. It was kind of like a simp back in back in the day. <laughs> and was channeling the adoring fan to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, it was great that he was the new guy, especially with with uh, T'Challa saying, "I've hired worse," because it was good to have a role. It was good to see Taserface have a little bit more of a role. Yes, and and one in which you know people aren't making fun of his name, right. Do they even say his name? I don't no, know. I don't, I don't remember them saying it. No. I don't remember them ever saying the name. Yeah. O M G Nebula. Oh yeah, wow. What, what, yeah. what, what was with Hot Nebula? Here's the thing. Sultress. Because well, well, hang on. Because T'Challa was able to talk Thanos at his 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 uh, resource genocide thing, and holy crap, was that not ever the mother of all running jokes? So yes. it's I like I, I I don't know Thanos that that sounds kind of like genocide, but it's efficient, it's random. <laughs> yeah, it's it just he's still pugging for that plan, even though he know even though he knows it's not going to happen. Uh, everybody just that that was yes. I don't know that that part. Him being the the staunch crewmate and, and ally to everybody, mm-hmm. for me to fully accept it at first, but it grew on me. Yes, it grew on me because now it's uh, and Thanos the father daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. And of course, T'Challa tries to get them in counseling. Right. I love it. But of course, he wants to get his girlfriend and potential future father in law in counseling. That's the way it played off to me. Notice. Yeah. And you notice, you notice that Nebula is the only one that gets to call him Cha Cha. Yes. Notice there is no Gamora. Yes. I noticed that because. Future what if? Yeah. That's well, that is a future what if. Um, And I like that the collector plays a bigger role in this than mm. just a PC in right. the the movies. Because in the comics, he very much is a villain. 
Right. And the fact that he has all this stuff, I I would love to just walk through his vaults just all he's got. I mean, there was the the dark elf from the dark world that was that was in the case just like in the movie. Mm-hmm. Cosmo, just, Howard the Duck, just like in the movie. Yeah. I kept looking through the crowd scenes to see if there, you know the with all the the cases there was a figment. Right. Because for those of you who don't know, the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is the California Adventure. There is a figment in one of the cases in the Tavon collection as you walk through the queue. Right, which is cool nod, but doesn't make yes. sense since figment has no place in California. Well, but you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, if they... It, it, there just needs to be more figment. You cannot have too much figment. It's kind of like 40K. You cannot have enough of it. <laughs> or caffeine. You cannot have enough of it. But also, and this is something that I did not notice on an online article. Did you guys check the vehicle garage? Our focus is on the Wakandan right. crude by Dora Milaje. Did you notice that? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Or look, it's total sin or melange would be the astronauts for Wakanda. But it, but it looked like they were like drones. Well, it, or it LDs. Well, either that or mannequins. Yeah. Right. Because you know, there's no telling what happened to the actual true melange astronauts. Can we call them that? Because I really want to call them Wakanda knots. Uh, let's do it. Okay. Wakanda knots it is. It is ape law. So our attention is focused on the Wakandan spacecraft, but did you see what else was in there? There was the Grandmaster Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. There was the Milano. Yep. Mm-hmm. There was a Nova ship. And in the very, very back, you could just barely see it. There was an X-Wing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and watch. I have to go back and watch. I had to look, but there was, it is not detail for detail, a Luke Star Wars X-Wing, but it is clearly meant to be that. Mm -hmm. And of Milano spaceship, did we notice what the ship's name, what T'Challa's ship's name was? Oh, gosh, I did. I can't remember. The Mandela. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. Yes. Because it, it, it tells you the difference between those, mm-hmm. between T'Challa and Peter Quill. Because, you know, T'Challa is definitely more highbrow. Yes. He and, and Doctor Strange are probably the two most highbrow characters in the MCU. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which I hate. I do really hate that those two characters never met that we saw. Right. They did not have a scene together. Uh, that would have been a cool scene. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think yeah, they because did. They didn't. Mm-mm. They didn't. Because in, in Infinity War, um, Dr. Strange is along off with right. off-planet with, with Stark and the Guardians and Spidey. The closest they would have had would have been in uh, Endgame during the final battle. 
they were in mm-hmm. the same shot together, but not side by side. Yeah, not but a they, close they up. They did not interact. They did not interact with each other. That, right. But yeah, that was uh, that right there. It does basically need to know about those two. Right. And Mike, uh-huh. I know you enjoyed. The Howard the Duck cameo. Oh, best part of the whole show. Of course, the whole episode. <laughs> I, I mean, when he, when you saw him sitting there sipping the drink, it's kind of like, yeah. I just said, yeah, Mike's in heaven right now. Hey, once you go I, duck, I, you're out of luck until you go duck. duck. I looked at Don. I said, this just became Mike's favorite episode ever. Yes, yes ab- you, you know, there's for those of you one- who don't know. Mike is a huge Howard the Duck fan. There's only one thing missing from the what if Marvel minifigs. That's a Howard the Duck minifig. Well, I get the feeling this won't be the only Marvel minifig assortment. Probably not. And also, while we're at it, the weapon, the collector's mm-hmm. we- you know, the I call it the collector's toolbox because just that whole that whole weapon stack. Yes. Yeah. The fact that there is there was Captain America's shield. Mm-hmm. There was right. Those two means that the collector could have tangled with the Avengers and come out on top in this timeline. Right. Yeah. He definitely tangled with the Asgardians because he's got Hell's helmet. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, which was his favorite. And the way. Yes, the way he just kind of like stroked his head with that on, I mean, that was a move totally out of Ragnarok. And and unfortunately, unfortunately, it appears that Korg Korg had an end with the Collector. Right. Because the first weapon that you see the Collector using is a rock arm that he took off of a particularly chatty Cronin. Yeah. Yeah. We know one chatty Cronin. Man. He must have, he must have uh, had, he must have had paper with him. <laughs> but just, uh, just the thought, I mean, not only did he have all those, he also had Malekith's dagger from yes. Thor's Dark World. And I can swear that I have seen some of those weapons before, but I did not get a close enough look at them. It's almost like some of the weapons for Thor to choose from in Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. And there was definitely one. um, It looked like an African throwing knife. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it could have been that he is that he got that from actual Africa or you see convergent action in um, in fossils. It could very easily be that somebody on another planet developed something similar. Right. True. But the other Ragnarok tie-in that I noticed, the bartender, the yes. bartender, the collection mm-hmm. that uh, that Howard stopped off for a drink with. Mm-hmm. That's tender from Thor Ragnarok. Yes, yeah. that was that was serving that was giving Valkyrie the drinks. Yep. Yes. 
I thought Which, that was it, those it, little it, nods are awesome. Yeah, and the the apparatus behind him was kind of reminiscent of the cantina in Moss Eisley. Yes. Yes. Just a yes. little bit, just enough to give you that feel without feeling like a blatant ripoff. Yeah. Right. Like, like maybe this is the sort of thing that most bars across the various universe have. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. There was not one at the, the bar that Drax was working at. No. No. <laughs> Which you notice his his family was alive. Yeah. It's because the bad Titan didn't kill them yet. Yeah, because he got talked out of it. And the question is, I mean, because – you know, Ronan was Cree, and because Thanos did not get Ronan to, you know, to assassinate, you know, half of entire populations, it also kind of uh, it it allowed the scroll to get more aggressive. Yes. Yes. So now you got. You know, in the MCU, you have sympathetic scrolls. We right. like scrolls in the MCU. Now you have the scrolls we love to hate. Yeah, because scrolls are the bad guys now. It's kind of like you know, <laughs> it never hurts to hurt a scroll or something like that. That's true. I mean, again, this kind of goes back to so if I totally buy into the. T'Challa having such a profound effect, but the more you think about it, it is possible. Yes. I mean, because, like you said, being a prince, he has grown up in different surroundings with a different skill set than Peter Bill. Right. So he probably, you know, diplomacy is probably within his wheelhouse. Right. And so, you know, you could be uh, you could be a good influence, and if you hit, if you influence just the one person, then again, butterfly effect. All these other things that happened wouldn't happen. Right. 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 And you would not have had the the daughter coming to the father's rescue, which I thought that was probably my greatest, you know, my most favorite sequence of the whole film. The whole yeah. episode. Yeah. Where Thanos goes, I'll hold you off. Are you crazy? No. Mad. The Mad Titan. Now right. he is the Mad Titan. See, the the MCU Thanos, even the comics Thanos, would not do that. No, no. He would he would not, he would be the, like the strong survive. If you can't keep up, you're weak. He would not he was not the one to make the sacrifice play to lift the wire and let somebody go underneath. And then Nebula, who spent the entire MCU trying to kill her dad, rescue. And did we just lose Kylan? I'm back. Okay. I'm back. You blinked like Thanos snap. So, guys, any particular final thoughts on that episode? Not on that episode. Okay. I think Kylan just froze again. Uh-oh. I will say for the record that I do love the fact that Peter Quill got a shot at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the Dairy Queen, 
course, where you know Ego and Meredith. Meredith, I was about trying to call her Melanie Morgan. Meredith and Ego, you know, would go out behind the Dairy Queen, and so of course it makes sense that Peter would be working at that Dairy Queen, and then we have again. It would be nice to see Kurt Russell's paycheck for one line. Yeah. You know, come on, Peter. Wouldn't you like some time with your dad or something like that? I I think we're timing this episode just right because we've lost Kyle again. Yeah. So, yeah, and once again, you know, do apologize if the show was running a little short. Um uh, because it, it's been it's been a rough week. Mike, <laughs> yes, it has. Uh, Mike has been Mike has been sick as a dog. I lost my last living grandparents week, and uh, on top of that, it's a full moon. So, yeah. I, I think we should just uh, howl on out of here. Well, I've got three quick uh, final thoughts. One: Riri Williams will debut in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Okay. Two, Anthony Mackie has confirmed he will be starting in Captain America 4. Which we kind of knew already. Yeah. And the one that really has me excited, because I'm just curious to see how they pull in everything from the last couple seasons. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. star uh, Elizabeth Henstridge is rumored to be in Secret Invasion. You know, we we answered the show of Agents of Shield pretty much the entire run, and we have said it's kind of a shame how uh, you know Agents of Shield been you know forgotten about, put on the shelf, and it's like oh you go do your thing while we do the MCU. Right. I long past time that Agents of Shield be brought back into the fold. Well, here's the here's the post that triggered it. It was from Instagram. It says, "After a year of living out of a suitcase, we're only gone. And we've only gone and bought a flipping house in Atlanta. I've unpacked, although all our stuff is in L.A. I'm now off to England, so suitcase packed again. But I do have four T-shirts proudly on hangers to secretly." So secretly living in that absolute dream. So why would she be living in Atlanta? Okay. Because she's going to be tied into more Marvel projects. You know, they should be. They should be. I In this day where you're taking Disney Plus, you know, miniseries. Yep. And tying them into the larger MCU. I don't want to use the word canon, but canon. Right. There's no use for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to not be part of that. Well, and then there's also chance, too, that uh, Chloe Bennett will be involved as well, as she has left the set of the CW's Powerpuff Girls due to scheduling conflicts. Well, let's be honest. I'd rather see Quake than hear Powerpuff Girls. Well, I, I want to say this... CW Powerpuff Girls series is supposed to be a live action. Well, I don't care. I don't care. I'd rather see Quake than a Powerpuff. I agree. 
I agree. Yeah. I I want to see more Agent May. I want to I want to see Mac with the axe shotgun. Yep. I want to see Colson. Yep. I want Colson back. I I want him to have a moment with Steve Rogers. You know that the thing that I hated most about Endgame. No Colson would have been Colson would have been at the memorial. Yeah. If if at all humanly possible. Yeah. He should have been. I mean, I, I don't I, how you do it. That, Somebody deep fake me a video of Colson at the memorial. Right. I'll well, you, do a you, dollar. You know, Colson and the and the agents all should have been there. Yeah, but Colson more than any of them mm-hmm. should be there because he was pretty much the impetus. He he was the the thread that held them all together in some form. He he right. was he was the spark for the Avengers. Yes, I mean if and plus was he was the one thing that you saw in every in every Phase One movie pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you you couldn't have Nick Fury everywhere. No, so it's basically he was Nick's son to everybody in the MCU. Yeah. So, but because you for a minute, Kylan, yeah, do you have any final thoughts about episode two of What If? Um, it was. It was. It reminded me more of some of those "what if" issues from where it it, it, t- it takes a moment and and tweaks it just enough to give you a different take on a character. Um, true, uh, I would say. You know, the, the idea of T'Challa as Star Lord is not as uh, linear as if. Peggy Carter gets Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers. But at the same time, if we're talking about multiverse, let's talk about multiverse. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. This is another episode that I could see spinning off to become its own. Yeah. I mean, it, and it would be great to see Captain Carter meet you know, Star-Lord T'Challa. And basically have a what if Avengers come about. Exactly. That, that would be now, awesome. Would you have would you have Rogers? Well, not in that timeline because no. he's either he's either old man Rogers mm-hmm. or you know, he would be defeated Rogers because well see, clearly those are two different timelines. Right. Because or, or maybe after the Captain war Carter Maybe after the war, they they still gave him the super serum. I don't know. It's a what if. Uh, if I, it is a what if, but I would say he by the time the war was over, he was probably so comfortable being the Hydra stopper, right? That nobody would have thought to give him the super serum because he was already. Yeah, it, it'd be kind of like giving Tony Stark the super soldier serum. Right. Sure. But 
the shield from Captain Carter would have the the Union Jack on it. Well, the one from the collector's toy box, well, that had the good old Steve Rogers U.S. of A. Right. So it would have to be like different timelines converging kind of scenario, which could happen multiverse. Look, we had Batman team up with the Teenage Mutants. We -hmm. had Star Trek and X-Men. We had Teen Titans and X-Men. We had right. aliens. We had aliens and Archie. I mean, Predator and Archie. We also we had the Punisher and Archie. We had Kiss and Archie. I mean, in comics, anything can happen, and usually does. And I, this would be a wonderful idea to do a what if Avengers, a multiverse Avengers, which still may happen with the Barbara episode. It could. You could have, oh Lord, I just thought of this. You could have the Iron Duck armor. <laughs> oh, wow. Howard the Duck had a Stark suit of armor. That would make my day. Yes, yes, it would. I mean, and you have the Marvel Zombie ep- episode coming up where Spider Man is the Sorcerer Supreme. Yep. Um, there are just so many different ways this could play out. I would really love to see a what if special after you run through all the what ifs Mm -hmm. you see, because you're going to see a Killmonger hero at some point. Right. I mean, you could really easily have all these timelines coinciding in kind of a a secret wars kind of scenario. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like, we've got all the realities, so we're going to have to work together on this. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like for it. We know, for all we know, there's a timeline where Agent Coulson got the super soldier serum. That's true. Or he became the next Deathlock. Oh. That would be interesting. Ooh, it would, that would be. be. Or we get to see Deathlock again. I will take a, multi, a, a multiverse Deathlock. I would too. Just to get more death luck. I would too. And that's the great thing about animation. You can do this. Like yes. I said earlier, you can do this. You want Deadpool the duck? You can do this. <laughs> he, he, you want brute force? You can. Don't know why you would. <laughs> Definitely don't know why you should. But, I mean, if you want back in a tutu, you can do this. Actually, buy him a drink. You'd probably get it anyway. <laughs> That's true. So, all right. Well, guys, any final thoughts in general? No, I'm all thought it out. I, I okay. gave my three. Check out the Eternals trailer if you haven't seen it. Yeah, Eternals trailer looking good. Shang-Chi trailers. Yes. Yep. I, I any further Shang-Chi trailers. Because much like the Force Awakens, was it the Force Awakens? Was that nine? No, Episode Nine was um, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, no, uh, Episode 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 Seven. Seven. Force Awakens. Awakens. Okay, much like so, much like Episode Seven. I don't want. I've seen all that I want to see. I've already told Dawn if there's a trailer. I'm looking the other way. I'll get up and leave the room. 
So yeah, I, that, that's just how I am. Because look, I would ever see Song Chi on the big screen. Didn't think I ever would. No, I mean he was definitely one of those characters that you never figured would make that transition. Exactly. I'm glad we were wrong. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well then, Thursday, if you would please. All wrapped up. Here, I said. Uh, Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. Clean Slate Protocol, sir? Can I do something? Yes, please.